Welcome to Living Loved and Free with Carol G, a podcast sponsored by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching to inspire mature, marriage-minded kingdom women to be the whole healed helpmates God created you to be. I am Carol Griffiths, your host and freedom coach, here to help you have the loving, authentic relationships you desire. Enjoy the episode. Fearfully and wonderfully, I was made, created to have dominion. I am not afraid. There is no duplicate, no carbon copy of me. I am an original. I am free to be me. Yes, that is an original poem by your girl, Carol G. And before we get into the meat of this week's episode, I want to share with you who we are here to serve. At Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, we help mature, marriage-minded kingdom women break free of insecurity, emotional wounds, and toxic behavior to be the whole healed helpmates God created them to be. When I'm talking about a mature, marriage-minded kingdom woman, I am talking about a woman who has lived some life. You have had some experiences, some good, some bad, some in between. You know quite a bit about how this life thing goes. You're marriage-minded, which means that either you're already married or you desire to be married. So you could be dating, engaged, or still waiting to meet your Mr. Right for you. Because we know there is no perfect man, right? And you're also kingdom focused, kingdom inspired. You believe in Jesus and you desire to live life for him and with him. And so that really is a mature, marriage-minded kingdom woman. And our goal is for you to be whole, healed, and the helpmate that God created you to be. Whole means that you know who you are. You're not perfect. You don't have it all together, but you know that you are God's daughter and that he created you on purpose and for purpose. Healed, you don't have to be perfectly healed with no issues, but our goal is to make sure that you acknowledge that you have wounds, you've begun to address them, and you appreciate the fact that there's more healing to go and that is okay. You are in progress and you know that God created you to be a helpmate and we are here to let women know that being a helpmate is not limited to being a wife. Whether you are married or not, you are created for a relationship to do life with others, whether they are your husband, your brother, your sister, your friend, your relatives, we're here to do life together. And that is how you get to fulfill your role as a helpmate, whether it's to your spouse to your friend, to your church members, you are here to help others fulfill their destiny and allow others to help you fulfill your destiny. So that's what we're all about here. 
And I am so excited to be a part of this work, to have the opportunity to speak with you because my heart is for women to know that their marital status does not define who they are, nor it is not the thing that gives them worth. Whether you are married or not, you have value. Likewise, whether you are in a good marriage or not, you have value. And I want women who are not married to be content in their single season because God has a purpose for you and you can fulfill it even if you never get married. And for the married women, I want you to know that there is more to you than being Mrs. So-and-so. Being a wife is important, but your purpose is more than being a wife. Now that we have that out of the way and we know who we're here for and what we're serving up and why we're serving it, get ready for another inspiring, informative, transformative episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. This week's message is sponsored by our on-demand Wife Basics audio course. At Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, we are advocates for kingdom marriages. We know that when a man and woman who are both committed to advancing God's kingdom join in marriage, they have the power to win souls for the kingdom of God and also equip other believers to advance the kingdom agenda in their spheres of influence. To have a marriage that is built on the word of God is bigger than choosing the right spouse. It requires the kingdom husband and kingdom wife to understand God's purpose for marriage, ideally before marriage, so they can enter marriage with eyes wide open and be willing to allow God to keep them together no matter what challenges they encounter. The truth is, you will never know what all you will face in your marriage. But if you allow God to guide you, you can rely on Him to keep your marriage together. Our Wife Basics course teaches women what the Bible says about being a wife and guides women to be or prepare to be the wife God designed you to be. It is a great course for the woman who wants God's best for your current or future marriage. It provides scripture, real life examples, and practical strategies you can apply right now in your life, whether you are single, dating, engaged, or married. The Wife Basics course includes four audio lessons and a printable or fillable workbook that you can download immediately upon purchase and go through at your own pace. To get a copy of the Wife Basics course, go to the link in the show notes. Now we are going to jump in to this week's message. Hey, we're back for another episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. And this week we are in part three of our four part series on the woman inspired for excellence, which is based on Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. And the reason that we are not calling this the Proverbs 31 woman is because 
For some people, let's be honest, the Proverbs 31 woman causes a lot of anxiety, discouragement, sometimes makes you feel like make a woman feel overwhelmed or inadequate because she is she is uplifted as the poster child for womanhood, biblical womanhood, Christian womanhood. And many of us do not measure up to all the stuff that this Proverbs 31 woman did. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with being compared or comparing yourself to this Proverbs 31 woman, because most times you're going to come up short. You're going to realize that, you know what? I am not making the cut. And so we're doing this series to let you know that God does not require you to make the cut to be exactly like the Proverbs 31 woman. Here at Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, we focus on the woman inspired for excellence. And that spells W-I-F-E, wife. And we're looking at a wife as a woman who is inspired for excellence because we realize that there are women who do not have husbands, but there are certain qualities of being a wife that you can still exhibit and that would be beneficial to you and the people around you. And the other thing is that we like to let women know that then you don't have to desire marriage if you feel called to be single for the rest of your life and just dedicate your life to serving the Lord. That's fine. You don't have to get married. If you don't want children, you don't want to get married. That is quite okay. However, if you do want children and you're a Christian, it should be within the structure of a marriage because God intended for children to be raised by a mother and a father. So, but that's another topic for another time. But the thing about it is, you know, there's so much pressure that says a woman doesn't have value unless she has a husband. That's not God though. That's man saying that. That's humans saying that. And so this four part series is looking at Proverbs 31 so that we can see it through the eyes of God and why God allowed it to be as a part of scripture, not as a, as a whip to beat us and to make us feel less than but really for us to know as women that there are so many things that are available to us. There are so many possibilities. We have value. We add value to our husbands. We add value to our children and and to our communities. And even when we are not married, we still add value to the people connected to us. That is the most important part that we should get from the Proverbs 31 woman. And that's what we have been doing over the past two weeks. Week one, I did an overview of the entire passage of scripture and I shared the list of attributes that I pulled 
from those 22 verses. And there were over 50 attributes that I shared in part one, which is entitled Woman Inspired for Excellence. So if you've missed it, please, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 12, Woman Inspired for Excellence. And then in part two, I talked about who inspires this woman for excellence? Where is the inspiration coming from? And I also explained that there are multiple possible sources of inspiration. However, the best source, if you want to operate in true excellence, genuine excellence is God's love. God's love inspires us to operate in excellence with pure motives. If you have not listened to part two of the Wife, Woman Inspired for Excellence series, I encourage you to go and check out episode 13, which is entitled Inspired by Love. So given that we talked about in general, who is a woman inspired for excellence And then we talked about who and what inspires the woman inspired for excellence. Now, this week and next week, we're going to explore how God's love inspires us to love excellently. So this week, I'll share what loving excellently looks like by examining the list of attributes I compiled from the description of the Proverbs 31 woman. And I'm focusing in particular on her character and how her character resulted in excellent blessings, right? So that's what we're looking at today on this episode. And I want to share the definition from Merriam-Webster Dictionary of what is character. Character is one of the attributes or features that make up and distinguish an individual. So today we're looking at how excellent character leads to excellent blessings. And we don't have, we don't nurture our character. We don't develop excellent character just because we want blessings, but it is a natural byproduct of refining your character getting rid of negative character traits. When we think about character, another aspect to this conversation that is very important is the fruit of the spirit versus the gifts of the spirit, right? And in the New Testament, there's a list of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then we have throughout the New Testament, we have different passages that speak to the various gifts, teaching, prophecy, healing, various gifts, multiple gifts that all come from the Spirit. The Spirit gives His gifts to whom He chooses, but we should all be We all have access to the nine aspects of the fruit of the spirit, and we should all be working to develop the fruit. And a lot of people crave and run after and and celebrate the gifts, but it's really the fruit that's so much more important because the fruit 
is going to enable you to use your gifts to the honor and glory of God. Likewise, with character, when we have good character that's inspired by God's love, then we have pure motives, right? And next week, we're going to be looking at our priorities and our behavior. But this week, I wanted to spend some time with character. And like I said in part one of the series, you're not going to master all of these, And you are probably already good in some of these. So celebrate what you're good in, continue with those good characteristics. And then if there are areas for growth, commit them to the Lord and allow him to improve those. But I just wanted to read them again. Able to carry a load above approach, altruistic, attentive, capable, carefree, collaborative, compassionate, confident, creative, dignified, energetic, enriching, entrepreneurial, fearless, fares the Lord reverently, financially prudent, generous, good, hardworking, helpful, industrious, kind, not scandalous, organized, resourceful, self-sufficient, strong, trust God with awe-filled respect, trustworthy, unbothered, unshakable, well-prepared, willing, wise. So once again, character, the attribute or feature that make up and distinguish an individual. Those character traits that I just shared are the things that made the Proverbs 31 woman who she is. You may have some of those. You likely do not have all of them because you aren't this woman and you're not expected to be this woman. You're expected to be you and you're expected to be you excellently. What I did here is I looked at those list of character traits that the Proverbs 31 woman exhibited and I pulled out three of them that I feel are applicable to me right? And so I just wanted to share on three of them so that you get an idea of what that character trait looks like in real life, in practical terms, and then why it's a good character trait and how to live that out. You may relate to it. It may be something that you also possess, or it may be something that you feel like it's important to possess and maybe something that you want to go to God and pray about and ask him, well, how can I be better at this in this area? And you can get advice or counsel from him. Now, don't lock yourself in. Don't expect to be like me, just like you cannot be exactly like the Proverbs 31 woman. No one's expecting you to be like me. You can only be you. So the first character trait that I have in common with the Proverbs 31 woman is above reproach, right? And the thing to remember with these things, because remember now we're supposed to be inspired by God's love. And when we're inspired by God's love, we're going to have pure motives. And when we have pure motives, we're going to have greater kingdom impact when we use our good character to do the things that God has called us to do. In terms of being above reproach, and I sat and I thought about it and I'm like, my question to myself was, is your motive to be righteous as God is righteous? 
Or am I looking to look good in front of men? Like, am I, if the motive is to be righteous, then you will do the right thing even when no human is looking because you know your father sees all and knows all. However, if impressing people is the goal, you may be inclined to do something underhanded because you feel like no one's going to find out right? So that means that your above reproach is not with pure motives. It's only to impress other people and you're willing to do things that would make you seem questionable if you think you won't get caught. And as I looked back over my life, I've had many opportunities to do something that seemed like, oh, nobody would know, right? And one example that came to mind was when I was a guidance counselor at one of the high schools and a parent wanted me, a parent who was no longer, whose student was no longer at the school called for a transcript. And at the school that I was at, I was responsible for preparing transcripts. And so the parent called and the child was now trying to get into college and they needed a transcript. And I think the transcript that they had, the GPA was low and the child was trying to get in and get a scholarship. And so <laughs> the parents asked me and, and generally the student did okay, but there was like an F or a D on the, on, on for one year and one subject that really pulled the GPA down. And the parents was like, can you change that to a B? And I'm like, she was like, yeah, you know, because that would help the GPA and nobody has to know. I was like, but I'll know. <laughs> and you'll know, and you may not talk it because it's benefiting you, but God would know, right? And so... It was so weird. It was like she really thought that what she said made sense. And I mean, technically, the school that it, that the transcript was going to obviously would know, right? They would not find out that I was signing off on a, that I had signed off on a transcript that was inaccurate. And to be honest, um, my principal trusted me. So it wasn't like he was going to verify. He would just sign off on it because I presented it to him. So other than me and the mother, and I guess the student who knows that he didn't do well in a particular subject, it wouldn't get out there, right? But I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> so we have to have pure motives. We have to want to be righteous because God is righteous and we represent him. The next trait that I pulled out was generous, right? And my question, if this is one that you align with, that you can, that resonates with you, my question to you would be, are you giving cheerfully because you genuinely want to help someone in need or are you giving for publicity, accolades, or to feel better about yourself? Because here's the thing, if your motives are impure, you're probably not going to be given cheerfully. And if you don't get personal recognition or gratification that you're really doing it for, you're going to end up growing wary in giving and stop. Now, I believe even when you have pure motives, giving and, and being good and, and being generous can get wearisome. However, even in getting wary, 
if your motive is to be a good representative of God, to help someone else in need, to be the hands and feet of God in the earth, then even when you're weary, you're going to continue doing it, right? And so, you know, it, it may be hard to tell the difference in this area, but one way that I check myself is, you know, I would ask myself, if nobody knows that I gave X to Y, would it matter to me, right? And so I ask you that question. If nobody knows of your generosity and nobody ever comes back to say thank you, would it be a problem for you? And I have an example of this as well. I can remember that there have been times and I feel like I'm, I'm genuinely generous. Like I really want to help people. But then there's also a part of me that if I see someone else being recognized by the same people or entity that I gave to and I'm not recognized, I have sometimes gotten in my feelings. Then I had to question, well, was it really genuine? Like, why are you in your feelings and you don't even like to be recognized? In fact, most times when I do things and there is an opportunity for it to be announced, I would more than more often than not say, no, please don't, please don't announce my name. It's not a big deal. But I remember I've been in settings where I would have said that <laughs> and then they announced other people and I sat there feeling bad. <laughs> I was like, well, why didn't announce me? They should have gone against what I said. And then, I, of course, I realized that that was crazy because I really don't need the recognition and God knows and they're just honoring my wishes. But, but that hasn't happened recently anyway. But the thing about it was in those moments, I had to check myself and I had to repent of being jealous of somebody else getting recognized and being upset that the person actually honored my desire to be anonymous in my giving. But that is a good check. If you are generous and you always need to be thanked and it needs to be spread out. And I'm not talking about businesses that, that, that highlight certain things that they do because they're trying to increase their positive public relations and all the rest of that. That's a different thing. But generally speaking, are you able to be generous in secret? Knowing that your father sees what you do in secret and will bless you accordingly. The third character trait that I want to share is organized. That's the other one that I pulled out from the Proverbs 31 woman. And if you feel like you're an organized person, that's one of your positive character traits. My question to you is, does your organization skills reflect the orderliness of God or that you are rigid, controlling, or a perfectionist? So this is the test. If your motives are pure, you will see disorganization as an opportunity to use your God-given gifts for the good of others, and you won't get bent out of shape when you are in disorganized environments. However, if your motives are self-focused, disorganization will likely cause you to be very uneasy, 
critical, angry, and you will likely go into shutdown mode when you are in chaotic environments, especially if you cannot do anything about it. I said, this is one of the traits that I have. I am an organized person, but full disclosure, I have also struggled with being controlling. And that is an area that I have given it to God. I'm better than I used to be, but it can still rear its ugly head every so often. But in the area of organization, being organized, you know, it it came up. Like I used to see things out of place and be like, especially in my space, like, what are you doing? Like, why, why, who's been messing with my things, right? (laughs) And it's not cute. It's not cute when it it wears its ugly head. So I have had to accept that people are different and have different tolerance levels for clutter. Naturally, if I go in a space that's untidy, I have a tendency to straighten things up. I remember when I was a guidance counselor, I would go into certain classrooms to do classroom guidance with the students. And if I walked into a classroom and the teacher's desk had all kind of stuff on it, I would tend to straighten up the papers and the books. Not that I needed the desk, you know, just that just seeing that clutter would bother me, (laughs) right? And I didn't ask permission. I didn't ask if they preferred their desk like that. And so that was probably not the best thing to do. And so now I've given that organization skill to the Lord and and I, I try to use it for his honor and glory. And so when I get into spaces that are messy or when I get into environments that are chaotic, like there are some, there's some places that the energy just, just spews chaos, right? And because the people are chaotic and then the energy in the place is chaotic in the home or in the business place or whatever. And so I am learning more to respect other people's preference or where other people are in their journey and not force my way on them. And this is where the serenity prayer works well for me and helps me not to have a meltdown. If you do not know the serenity prayer, it is Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So if your organized trait is not coming from a pure place and it's coming from a place of wanting control or wanting to be perfect, you may want to learn the serenity prayer and submit the controlling part of that good trait to God and allow God's love to inspire you to use that character trait with pure motives for his glory and not for your own gain. So now that we have looked at what having excellent character looks like, I wanted to touch on the fact that godly character, aka excellent character, leads to blessings. And a blessing is a thing conducive to happiness or welfare. That's also coming from Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And so when I looked at the full list of, of principles, characteristics, character traits that I gleaned from the passage of scripture that I studied, these are the ones that I would consider blessing. These are things that were attributed to her that were really 
coming from other people. They were external to her, right? So the blessings that I would list out would be that she was admired. The Proverbs 31 woman was admired, appreciated. She attracted favor and abundance from God. She was praised by her children and husband. She was considered priceless, respected, valuable, and worthy. That's it there. When you stand up for righteousness, when you have godly character, excellent character, yes, sometimes you're going to get ridiculed. And when you get ridiculed, you may feel like you're the one who's wrong because everybody else is doing it the other way, the opposite way from what you're doing. So maybe you're the one that's wrong or strange or crazy for true, right? And you may get tempted to conform to the ways of the world because everybody else is doing it, even people in the church, right? But the thing that we get from the Proverbs 31 woman who had all of those positive characteristics is that because she had those positive attributes, she was blessed with favor and abundance. She was thought of positively. She attracted good vibes from her husband, her children, and other people, both near and far. And so as I looked at the list of blessings and I thought about my own life, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to just look at two of them to expound, to help you to understand more like what this looks like. And so for me, respect is something that I feel that I have a lot of, right? And like I shared some of my stories from my guidance counselor days, you know, and in, in both of my previous careers, the careers that I had while being a Christian, I stood for righteousness. I stood for this is right in the sight of God. And if you don't like it, then there's nothing else I could do about it because I have to stand with God, even if I stand alone, right? And so I know full well about choosing to do the right thing and people not liking you. I know about finding out about social events <laughs> that I was not invited to that the coworkers had and thinking, oh, well, I guess I'm not cool or I'm not liked or whatever. But at the end of the day, what I found was that when those same people who didn't invite me because I was too, too goody goody or too whatever, you know, when they needed godly counsel or when they needed spiritual covering, like they wanted prayer, they found their way to me. And it was because they may not want to hang out with me socially, but they realized that when it really matters, I'm someone that can be trusted. They can trust my word because I had shown them that I was one way all the time. I was on God's side all the time. And so they would end up coming and, and they would appreciate my counsel because they know that it was solid, right? And in those instances, it didn't matter that I didn't get invited to the parties, right? Because I got the opportunity to shine God's light on these people. And I got to help them experience God's love through me. And that is so much more powerful. It has greater impact than being liked or being someone that everybody wants to hang out with, right? And so I would say to you, the approval of man is good, but the approval of God is best. 
and to remember that if you consider yourself a Christian, a believer, a Christ follower, whatever term you prefer, you are God's ambassador. And that means that you represent his kingdom wherever you are. And, you know, I like to remind you, my lovely sister, that being an ambassador for God has nothing to do with your marital status. So you could be single, dating, engaged, divorced, widowed, married. You are God's ambassador if you call yourself Christian. The next blessing that I could relate to from the list is favor and abundance. I know that my life is filled with favor and abundance. And it's so important for me to share this in this space because for people who know me personally, they may not consider me to have a life of abundance because in the natural realm, in the eyes of man, my life doesn't look abundant. I don't have a fancy house, fancy car, fancy job. I don't wear fancy clothes. I don't have material abundance, but I still consider my life to be filled with favor and abundance. And I know that it is because I give mostly from a pure heart. Like I told you, there have been times that I've gotten a little snarky because I didn't get recognized. And, you know, I repented for those things. But for the most part, I give from a pure heart. And I'm because of it, generosity has come back to me when I have been at my lowest points in my life when I could not do for myself. You know, from I started driving as a teenager, I was always the person that was willing to give someone a ride. Even if they were not going in my area, I would drive across the island to give someone a ride. Didn't even think about it. Wasn't even saved at that point, but it was always like, I felt like if you had a need, I should help. And if I'm able to help you, I should help you. And then after I came back home from getting my master's degree, I didn't have a car for two years. I didn't have a car for two years. And in those two years, I never lacked transportation. I didn't have to beg people. Like transportation was always available to me. It wasn't my transportation, but someone was always willing to give me a ride. Or in some cases, people gave me their cars for days and weeks at a time, right? And so favor, that's favor and abundance. Good character attracts favor. I cannot stress that enough. And even when it came time for my husband and I to get married, both my husband and I have good character and we both have mothers who have good character. And therefore, (laughs) we had favor from every direction. We did not personally have the funds for a wedding, for a honeymoon, but all of it came and it wasn't even just in terms of abundance of money or favor in terms of money. Like the people who were excited for us that we were getting married, the people who just wanted to be a part of the event, like to just be there and celebrate our love. It was amazing to me. I remember talking to some of my friends who didn't live in Nassau, Bahamas. And I was like, well, you know, it's going to be like a really small, really simple wedding. Like I wouldn't 
wouldn't advise traveling for it because it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to be like, you know, just really small and simple. And they were like, of course not. We don't care what you do. We're coming. So I had people and he also, there are people that flew in from other islands in the Bahamas that flew in from out of the country. And it was just an abundance of love and joy that surrounded us on our wedding day. And we had favor leading up to the wedding, even in terms of the wedding date, like getting the date at the location that we got it was favor. Being able to get the premarital counseling that we got, even though we did not live on the same island as each other, he and I lived on different islands and we got married on a third island. (laughs) And so we had to connect in Nassau from our respective islands to get our premarital counseling. And we had to plan the wedding from away. And so we just had a lot of favor. And I know that it's because of our good character. God blessed us, right? I mean, God blesses his children anyway, but you get extra blessings when you walk according to who God says that you should be. So I encourage you to nurture your existing good character traits and develop additional ones while also seeking to grow in the fruit of the spirit. And I mean, don't take my word for it. Like if you read the Bible, (laughs) I'm really telling you what the word of God says, that you should develop the fruit of the spirit, that you should live righteously because God is righteous and you should be holy because God is holy. So what I'm saying is what God says that you should do. And as a Christian, we know that it's wise to be obedient, right? And obedience leads to blessings. So it's a win-win. You win, the people attached to you win, and the kingdom of God is expanded and our God, our great God is glorified. So with all of that said, let's put this all together now. Love, God's love inspires us to have good character. Good character leads us to receive great blessings from the Lord. And when we operate in good character and we are being guided by God's love, it helps us to align our priorities with what God says is most important and it will result in positive actions. So that's the whole big picture of what we're doing in the four-part series, right? So far, we've looked at the love of God that inspires us to excellence. We've looked at how that love inspires us to have good character and the blessings we receive when we are people of good character. Next week, our final week, we're going to look at having godly priorities and positive actions. So I hope that you tune in again next week. I'm going to remind you, I said it last week on the podcast. I'm going to say it again this week. There is a written version of the podcast that comes out at the same time as the podcast. It is on our blog. So if you like to read or especially in this series, I've been giving a lot of information and it may be better for you to absorb it in written form to be able to see it. You may be a visual learner. And if that is the case, I encourage you to click the link in the show notes, go to our website, On the website, it will take you to the blog. You can read the blog. 
You can share the podcast from the podcast platform or YouTube, or you can share the blog with any other woman that you think will benefit from this message. But before you go, I have a growth assignment for you for this week. As you know, for the past, if you've been rocking with me for the past two weeks, you know that at the end, I've asked you some questions. I hope that you've been allowing those questions to help you to develop, to to dig in, to grow, to evolve, and to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This week, it's not so much questions. I have a growth assignment for you. So three parts to the growth assignment. One, choose one or two character traits that you will be intentional to develop. Having good character doesn't just happen, you have to be intentional. So choose one or two character traits that you will be intentional to develop. They could be from the list that was shared here, or it could be something that you know that God has been telling you, this is an area I need you to submit, right? So that's number one. Part two, find scripture pertaining to the trait. So if it's being honest, find scripture that deals with honesty. And then the third thing, write a prayer based on the scripture, asking God to help you grow in this area. That's it for this week. Remember, you are free to be who God created you to be. Your marital status does not define you. Whether you are single or married, got married young or will get married older, if you are a kingdom citizen, excellence should be your standard. Your creator, God, our father, does not expect perfection. However, he does invite you to steadily progress from glory to glory with him. So until next time, my friend, my sister in Christ, my brother in Christ, live loved and free. God bless you. I love you. Bye. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, where we equip kingdom women for loving relationships. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, like, or leave a comment with your feedback, or send us an email with your thoughts or questions at info at pathwayteam242.org. We also invite you to join our email community at pathwayteam242.org. And be sure to connect with Pathway or Carol Griffiths on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The link to connect with us is in the show notes. I am Carol Griffiths, your freedom coach. Until next time, remember that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate God created you to be.